You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. It's time for another one, and here it is. Now, uh, when was it? When was the last time I did an episode about slang? Because that's uh, what this one's all about. It's the continuation of my series on British slang. And I started this ages ago. I started it yonks ago, you might say. Um, I'm just having a quick look on teacherluke.co.uk here. Having a quick look. Um, was that a notification on my phone? I think it was. Did you hear that sort of ding sound? That probably means I just received some sort of message or something. I'm saying that because I just got a new phone. I'm going to put it on silent. But um, this is just a bit of side information. I just got a new phone. I had for two years um, a Samsung uh, Galaxy S3. That's what it's called. And now I've moved on to an iPhone uh, 5S. Now I've had a few different phones um like uh, over the years, haven't I? You've probably kept up with me. Have, have you managed to keep up with all the different mobile phones I've had over the years? I think probably when I started doing Luke's English podcast, I had, um, what did I have? I had uh, a Sony Ericsson, like a pretty basic Sony Ericsson. I liked it because it was good for music. It was like a kind of Sony Walkman phone. So it was really great for like listening to music and it had, you know, lots of memory space. And then I got a an iPhone 3 uh, which was pretty good. It was like my first introduction to the world of the smartphone, and that was great for a while. I'd got the iPhone from a friend, um, and then when that iPhone started to kind of die, because they do eventually, don't they? They they go all slow and rubbish. Um, they just stop responding properly. So when that one basically kind of ran out of, I don't know what did it run out. What did it run out of? Just goodness. I don't know. Um, when it finally started to go all slow and rubbish, then I had to kind of downgrade to a BlackBerry. I made the decision to go onto a BlackBerry, which was um, uh, not the greatest choice. The, only, the good thing about the BlackBerry was that it had really good um, a really good keyboard. And because it was a real keyboard, it was great to be able to actually press all the buttons. And I was able to type really fast. It had a full QWERTY keyboard, uh, which you could feel with your fingers. So I could type messages and emails and, and stuff um, with my eyes closed. In fact, I could have the phone in my hands and I could type a full message without needing to look at the phone. And the thing I really don't like about smartphones is the touchscreen typing. It's a real annoyance for me. I can't stand having to, you know, like retype and go back again and type the words again. My thumbs are too big for the little keyboards that you get. Um, So that's really annoying. So the great thing about the BlackBerry was the keyboard, and that's pretty much the only thing, because there were no apps available for it, and the screen was small, and it was basically time to move on to something bigger and better. So at that point, I got a Samsung Galaxy S3, because I thought... Um, I'm going to move away from Apple. I'm going to buck the trend. All my friends have got Apple phones. I'm going to go for the Samsung just to see what it's like. And in the beginning, it was great. I mean, really good. Big screen, fantastic um, resolution on the screen. Um, It did everything that an, an iPhone would do. And I was very happy with it. But then the last, say, six months or so have just been a complete nightmare because I I was locked into a 24-month contract on the same phone. And that meant that the 
Well, after about 18 months, the, the phone performance dropped significantly to the point where, for example, I turn the phone on or I just sort of like press the button to access this, the, you know, features and stuff. And it would ask me to enter my passcode. And then before I even got the chance to enter the passcode, the screen would go blank um, because I think it was saving memory or something, saving battery power. But the screen would go blank before I'd even managed to enter the, the code. It was just, I don't know, it just couldn't quite handle anything. If you try and multitask with it, the whole thing would slow down. Um, and I'd be often in the middle of doing something and the app would close. It was just a complete disaster. Uh, the battery had to be charged twice. You know, I'd charge it during the night and then I'd have to charge it again in the evening. So basically, I just thought, right, I've had enough of this. Time to get another phone. And uh, this time I've chosen to go back to the iPhone. I could have gone for an iPhone 6, but in, but I actually thought, I don't th I'm not convinced by the iPhone 6. I don't think it's actually much better. Plus, I like the size of the iPhone S. It's quite discreet. Um, it's quite a nice, you know, small size compared to many of the other phones which are coming out now. I mean, I had a look at the Android uh, Samsung phones, and they're all massive. I mean, they're ridiculous. They're huge. I'd much rather have a slightly smaller uh, phone that, you know, fits comfortably into a pocket or something like that. Um, and so I've gone for the iPhone 5S. Um, and to be honest, it's it's a touch of class. It is. It's it's a classy phone. Just the way that it looks, first of all, it's very elegant. Um, you know, it's, it's a beautiful classic design. Very simplistic, um, re uh, not retro, no, minimal, uh, with the metal down the side. And it's lovely, actually. It's It feels like it's better quality. It feels like it's more solid than the Samsung. I just feel like, although the Samsungs have, yes, they've got great functionality and plenty of power and brilliant screens, really high resolution screens, somehow they just seem a little bit cheap. And they're not cheap. They're very expensive and they're very high quality. But something about the design just seems to be less classy than the iPhone. So I've gone back to the iPhone and I'm very happy with it already. I've been playing around with it today and it's really, really nice. Um, so there you go. There's my little iPhone report. I might do a more full review of it later on. But um, my first impression is it's a classy little device and everything about it says class, basically. And I think really the difference between an iPhone and a Samsung S, you know, Galaxy S, what is it, S5 now or something, the difference between the, the, the Android phones and the Apple phones is very minimal now. There's hardly, much, there's hardly any difference. They both do the same things. Maybe some of the apps are different, but ultimately it's pretty much the same thing. So just little differences like the, the, the design and just the simplicity of the Apple iPhone have just kind of convinced me that this is the right choice for me. So I'm very happy with that. I'll let you know later on. Who knows, I might suddenly get fed up with it when I realise the limitations. I'm sure that um, my listeners out there have got their opinions on this as well. Um, and um, so if you, you know, what do you think? Do you think the iPhone is the better option or do you think I should have gone for a Samsung or another Android device? What do you think? Let me know, teacherluke.co.uk, find the page for this episode. I'm not sure which number this will be at this point, but um, it's going to be called British British slang N to something, N to S or N, even N to Z. I might get to the end of the list. So anyway, going back to the topic of this episode, uh, this is now, 
I think this is probably the third. Is it the third one? Um, let me just have a quick look. Uh, no, it's the fourth one. So I started this um, in episode 148. I thought that I'd do an episode about British slang. So those are the colloquial words, the words that people use in very informal situations, the sort of language that you might not learn in the language classroom. Uh, it's the sort of language that if you go and hang out with uh, some British friends for a while, that you start to pick up. It's the stuff that everyone wants to know, basically. Some of this language is a bit rude, although slang itself is not, you know, intrinsically rude language. It's just, you know, uh, informal language. But nevertheless, some of the words in my list are a little bit rude. So be prepared for that. There might be a bit of rude content, some sexual stuff as well. Uh, but I started the series in um, with episode 148, which I published... When did I publish that? Let me just have a quick look. Let's have a little gander. Let's have a gander. That means let's have a look. Cockney rhyming slang. September the 12th, 2013. So um, just over a year ago, actually, um, I did the first one of these. Uh, that was episode 148, British slang A to C. And then I came back with episode 150, British... Why am I finding it hard to say British? I'm not. British slang. It's because of the British... It's the sh and s anyway, British sl British slang. No, British slang. Uh, D to G in episode one hundred and fifty, and then episode one hundred and fifty-four was British slang. Uh, H to M, and uh, so I'm going through a list from A to Z of some items of British slang. Okay, yeah, I think you get the idea. Now, this is not necessarily um, an absolute list. It's not um, every item of British slang that you will ever hear. It's just a selection of stuff that I think is pretty natural. And this list, um, I kind of, you know, pieced it together um, and based it on things that I can imagine me or my friends saying in, in each other's company. Um, there is different slang in different parts of the country. I'm from London and from the Midlands in Birmingham. And so um, these are slang words that I think are pretty normal sort of things that I might hear. Um, okay, uh, it might just be specific to, to my regions of the UK, but, um, you know, I'm just trying to make it authentic and real. Okay, so where did I end up? Um, in the last episode, which was, I think, number 154, um, I did this, the expression, are you mugging me off? Are you trying to mug me off? Are you mugging me off in front of my pals? Remember that? All right, well, we're going to carry on now from the letter N. But I do have one more word just with the letter M, and that's you muppet. You muppet, you mug. Um, a muppet is just an idiot, basically. I just quite like that that uh, word. You muppet. It's like a, a, a way of saying, oh, you stupid idiot. It's not very rude. In fact, a muppet, of course, is um, it's one of those, like, you know the children's TV show, The Muppets? Uh, Kermit the Frog and stuff like that and Miss Piggy and uh, uh, Fozzie Bear. They're, they're the Muppets. So it's quite sweet in a way to call someone a Muppet. But you know, a Muppet's like sort of a stupid idiot. Okay, you stupid, you Muppet. Okay, right, next one, N. So we're beginning with the letter N. And I'm going to just start with the expression, nice one. Nice one, mate. Nice one, yeah. So that means if, if someone does something good, uh, something quite impressive, you might say, nice one. Okay. In America, it would be like, good job. You know, 
if someone does something well in America, you tend to say, good job. But in uh, the UK, you might say, nice one. All right. Now, a friend of mine uh, called Matt, um, he he once apparently met uh, Ozzy Osbourne in a shop called WH Smith in Solihull near Birmingham. Apparently, he was just walking through the shop looking at some magazines and he noticed Ozzy Osbourne in the shop. And understandably, if you met Ozzy Osbourne, you would be pretty impressed. You might want to go up to him and ask him lots of questions and say, oh my God, Ozzy, you're amazing. Can you sign this for me? But my friend Matt is pretty cool. And apparently he just went up to him and said, excuse me, are you Ozzy Osbourne from Black Sabbath? And Ozzy was like, yeah, I am. And apparently Matt just went, nice one. And that's it. That's all he said, which I think is probably the the best thing you could say if you did meet a rock star. Just nice one. Um, Okay, so there's nice one. Uh, the next word is nick, nick, and it's it's a it's a verb, and it basically means to steal, right? I, I nicked it. Did you nick my lighter? Did you nick my lighter means did you steal my lighter? Okay. Now, if also there's another meaning of this word, um, uh, to get nicked. If you get nicked, it means that you get arrested by the police. It got nicked. Um, all right. So there you go. To nick something means to steal something. Um, and then to to get nicked means to get arrested by the police. He got nicked by the old bill. The old bill, that's the police. Okay. Um, the police, we call them the old bill in, in London. You might call them um, uh, the pigs. That's a rather pejorative uh, word to describe the police. Quick, leg it, it's the pigs, for example. They call them the pigs. In Northern Ireland, they call them peelers. Peelers. A peeler is a nickname for a police officer because the head of the police force used to be called uh, Robert Peel. So in Northern Ireland, for some reason, they call him Peelers. Not in the rest of the country, just Northern Ireland. Okay, so nick to nick something. Um, yeah. Oh, someone's nicked my bike, for example. Um, or um, he got nicked for... Uh, uh, what did he get nicked for? He got nicked for... Why would someone get nicked? Well, lots of reasons, I suppose. He was smoking a spliff in the park and he got nicked. All right, there you go. So, uh, to get nicked. All right. Um, uh, something's been stolen. It's it's. It, you could say that it's been nicked. My bike's been nicked. All right, let's move on to the next one. The word nosh. Nosh. And uh, nosh is basically food. Okay. Um, so you would refer to food as nosh. Or you might be going out for to get some nosh. Okay. Oh, I fancy a bit of nosh. I'm starving. Okay. So nosh is just food. There you go. Uh, oh, a bit of nosh. Lovely. bit of grub, you could say as well. Um, all right. Here's another one, which, which I'm sure that everyone listening to Luke's English podcast knows. And that's, uh, oh, it's not really my cup of tea. It's not my cup of tea. And this is a very common way of saying that it's not to your liking. Something you don't really like. It's not really It's not really my cup of tea, to be honest. Oh, I don't really like going nightclubbing anymore. It's not really my cup of tea. For example, uh, if someone asked you to go to an all-night rave, um, you would probably say, um, I don't know, it's not really my cup of tea anymore. I prefer to just stay in and read a nice book in front of the fire. Hmm... Okay, it's not really my cup of tea. Horror movies aren't really my cup of tea, to be honest. 
not my cup of tea. Now, we never say that it is your cup of tea. You'd never say, for example, oh, horror movies are my cup of tea. No, it's only used in the negative form, not my cup of tea. It's not really my cup of tea. It's not really my thing. Okay. Next one is the word nout. 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 And that's a Yorkshire phrase, really, uh, meaning nothing. And also, similarly, in Yorkshire, out is uh, a word that means anything. And it's, but it's, it's spelt O-W-T, out, and uh, N-O-W-T means nothing. For example, you might hear the expression, you don't get out for now, meaning you don't get anything for nothing, okay? Which is another way of saying there's no such thing as a free lunch. You know, you don't get out for now. Um, yeah, all right, we're now taken out. What's that from? There's some advert where someone says, we're, we're now taken out. Let me see if I can find that. Um, hold on. Okay, I found it. It was an advert on TV for Allinson's Bread, which is like a bread that comes from a company in Yorkshire. And the advert tells the story of the guy Allinson who who um, invented or created this bread. And it's so special because it's got now taken out, which means that nothing has been taken out of it. So it's like pure, it's full of whole grain, healthy goodness. Now, let me try and play this to you. Um, I don't have the laptop hooked up to the recording device, so I'm just going to stick the microphone uh, at the speaker so you can hear it. So let me just do this. Okay, I've unplugged the headphones from the laptop. Uh, let me just point the microphone towards the speakers and then you'll be able to hear it, okay? All right, here we go. Let's listen to this advert. We're now taken out. Put the volume up a bit. Now here is a short recitation about a man who won fortune and fame by making a right special flower. Tom Allinson, that was his name. For just after the Industrial Revolution, all but eager for bread white as snow. They thought it were purer than oatmeal. But young Tom in a loud voice said, No, no white bread's all right, that'll grant you. But you've taken away some of clout. Oatmeal's better all told for young people, because it's bread that's had nout taken out. And now, over hundred years later, it's been proved beyond reasonable doubt to a Tom Allinson's thoughts that were proper and bread's better. We're now taking out. Okay. Bread's better. We're now taking out. Oh, I've got the microphone. Oh, what's going on with the microphone? Okay, I'm just having some technical difficulty here, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be back with you in just a second. Okay, here we go. All right, just uh, moving the microphone. I've got the microphone hooked up to like a big microphone stand. Um which um okay that's better isn't it okay right did you understand that bread without taken out all right fine i'm sure that uh, that was very rewarding for you to listen to wasn't it of course it was anyway that was a bit of yorkshire dialect there let's move back to uh look at uh something else let me just plug my headphones in god it was worth it wasn't it it was it was worth all of the technical difficulties that i had just to play that piece of uh uh british cultural history to you Oh, yes, I'm sure you found that deeply, deeply rewarding. Anyway, let's move on with this um, list of uh, slang. So, off-colour. You know that phrase? Um, you may have heard it before in the in the podcast about health from many years ago. Off-colour. If you say that you feel a bit off-colour, it means that you're feeling a little bit ill. Oh, oh I don't know. I'm not I'm not really up for going to the pub. I'm just I'm feeling a bit off-colour. You could also say, I'm feeling a bit under the weather as well. I'm feeling a bit off colour, to be honest, today. I think I'm just going to stay in. All right. Now, your, one of your friends at that point might, might say to you, what are you on about? What are you on about? 
meaning what are you talking about? So what are you on about means what are you talking about? Oh, I'm not feeling very well. I don't think I'm going to make it to the pub. What are you on about? Don't be ridiculous. Of course you're going to come. Come on. Beer's good for you. You can get all the vitamins, all the nutrients you need from a pint of beer. Oh, really? Oh, all right then. You're, you're twisting my arm. There's another one. Since you're twisting my arm, if you twist someone's arm, it means you're like um, putting pressure on someone, persuading them to do something by putting some pressure on them. Um, It's typically used in the pub, in the context of the pub. Oh, go on, you're twisting my arm. So it's like when you want to go home from the pub, it's time, you've already had too much to drink. And you say, I think I'm going to shoot off. I'm going to shoot off which means I'm going to go home, I'm going to leave. And someone says, oh, go on, go on, stay for one more. Come on, stay for one more pint. And then you go, all right, you're twisting my arm. I'll stay for one more. One more for the road, for example. Okay. And next thing you know, uh, you just agreed to have one more for the road. Next thing you know, you're you're on the piss, aren't you? You're on the piss. Now, on the piss, that means that uh, you're going out to get drunk. Okay, so to be on the piss means to go out to get drunk. And on Friday evenings all across the country in England, people are on the piss. It's ridiculous, isn't it? I, have you ever been to an English market town on a Friday night? Typically, if you go to the main high street, you'll see that just everyone's on the piss. It doesn't mean that they're drunk. It just means that they've gone out with the intention of getting drunk. So they're drinking a lot. Everyone's on the piss. Okay, I wonder if it's the same where you're from. Is it the same culture that people go out on a Friday night with the intention, uh, the express purpose of just getting drunk? They go out on the piss? Let me know. Leave a comment under this episode and tell us what you, what's going on where you are. Um, next one is, oh, that's, that's a real one-off. You're a real one-off, you are. If you are a one-off or if something is a one-off, it means that it's special or it's a unique It's a one-time event that's never going to be repeated. Or if someone is a one-off, that means that they are a unique person who could never be replicated. You're a a real one-off, you are. Uh, That was a one-off, meaning that could never be repeated again. All right. So we've had the word out for that, that Yorkshire expression. We're going to move on to the word pants. Now, we know what pants are. Now, okay, in America, pants are trousers, aren't they? But in England, um, pants are your underpants. Okay, so that's the first thing, pants are your underpants. But we also use the word pants as an adjective. That was pants, meaning that was really bad. That was crap. It was rubbish. For example, if you just saw a new TV show that you didn't like, what did you think of the TV show? It was pants, wasn't it? Or if you, um, yeah, you go and see a film and afterwards, what did you think of that? It was a load of, it was just, it was total pants. Okay, that was complete pants. It was pants. Just means it was rubbish. It was crap. Okay. Right. Moving on. Peanuts. Peanuts. Um, So if you get paid peanuts, it means that you're not getting paid very much. Okay. So it's just a very very derogatory way of of saying that you're not getting paid very much money. Um, This job pays peanuts. Okay. Um, So peanuts means a low price or cheap or low pay. Um, All right. So... There you go. It's peanuts. I'm getting paid peanuts. And there's an expression which is, you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. If you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. Uh, Meaning that um, if you pay peanuts for a job, if you give a very low salary or low wage, then um, you get monkeys. Meaning you just get time wasters or people who don't work hard. 
So it's like, well, there you go. You know, if you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. All right. Um, next one is pear-shaped. It's all gone pear-shaped. Now, did you listen to the episode about the Cockney accent from... When was it? When did I do the Cockney accent episode? It was a long time ago. I'm just having a quick look in the archives here of Luke's uh, English podcast. That was episode 67. God, that was a long time ago, which was published around 2011, October 2011, three years ago. Um, so if it's all gone pear-shaped. If you remember that interview featured... Um, some conversation or some recording of uh, a guy called Ray Winston, who's a great British actor who's got a Cockney accent. And he was talking about a story of when he went out on the piss one night, I think. He went out uh, and everything went wrong. All these things happened to him. Everything went wrong. And he he kept saying, yeah, it's all gone pear-shaped. So if something goes pear-shaped, it means it goes wrong. It's, it becomes a complete disaster. Oh, you know, the, the party just, it all went pear-shaped. All right. Okay, there we go. Uh, peckish. Oh, I'm feeling a bit peckish. Oh, let's go and let's go and get something to eat. Let's go and get some nosh. I'm really peckish. Just means hungry. So peckish means a bit hungry, basically. I'm a bit peckish. I'm feeling really peckish. Okay, if you said I was, you're feeling really peckish. Obviously, it means you're feeling really hungry. But peckish on it mo- on its own means you're just feeling a bit hungry. Um, is it related to chickens? Uh, um, a chicken, of course, pecks, doesn't it? That's what chickens do with their beak. They sort of, when they pick at food on the ground, they peck at it. Pigeons do the same thing. They peck, 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 peck. All right, so maybe it's related to that. But if you feel a bit peckish, it means you want to have a bite to eat. Okay, here's another uh little idiom which is very common and I think you probably know it in fact most learners of English know this phrase and it's a it's a piece of cake okay oh it's just absolute piece of cake means it's really easy that exam was a piece of cake for example Uh, another way of saying that in the UK would be that's a cinch an absolute cinch means it's something really easy piece of cake yeah um how was the exam how was the exam did you think it was difficult no, I thought it was a piece of cake. That was an absolute cinch. Okay. Um, okay, now we heard had earlier on in this episode the word nick, uh, to nick something. Someone's nicked my bike. Well, similarly, you can have the phrase pinch as well. Now, normally pinch means when you, um, let's say, grab a little bit of uh, someone's skin between your thumb and your forefinger and you squeeze it. Ow! Why did you, you pinch? Did you pinch me to pinch someone? You might pinch yourself. If you think that you're dreaming, you know, if something amazing happens, like, for example, you win the lottery. Oh, my God, I, win the, I won the lottery. You might pinch yourself just to check that you're not dreaming. Okay, so that's the word pinch. But pinch also means to steal something, like the word nick. Okay? Um, but pinch normally is not too serious. So, like, steal something small, like uh, you might pinch a cake from the kitchen. Okay, Um, so pinch means to steal something, but slightly less serious. Someone's pinched my, oh, someone's pinched my lighter again. A lighter, for some reason, is an item which often gets pinched. Don't you find? If you're, if you go to a party and you're, you you know, you've got a lighter and people keep asking to borrow your lighter. Can I borrow your lighter for a second? And then you give it to them and then you forget about it. And then you realise, oh, someone's pinched my lighter. All right, there you go. Um, next one, and we're in the letter P here, if, unless you'd already noticed that. The next one is piss poor. Oh, that was absolutely piss poor. 
That was a piss-poor attempt, meaning it was really, really bad, okay? Really bad or crap, rubbish, uh, pants, piss-poor, right? That was a piss-poor attempt. So, for example, if you, if, you know, you're with your friends and one of them has decided to try and chat up a girl to get her number and he goes over there and he makes a complete ass of himself and he fails and he comes back and you go, that was piss-poor, wasn't it? Meaning that was rubbish. Okay, next phrase, a piss-up. I told you it would be a little bit rude, didn't I? Yes, I did. And it seems that a lot of this British slang uh, is related to drinking in some way. Maybe drinking is some part of British culture. Maybe it's an important part of British culture. I think it probably is. Anyway, what's a piss-up? Let's have a piss-up. It's basically a drinking session, a visit to the pub, a chance to go go out on the piss. You might have a piss-up in the pub. Okay, it's a drinking session. There is an English expression which means that if you want to say that someone is really disorganised, they couldn't organise anything, you'd say, you couldn't, you couldn't organise a piss-up in a brewery. You couldn't organise a piss-up in a brewery. A brewery is a place where beer is made. So obviously there's loads of beer in a brewery. And if you couldn't organise a piss-up in a brewery, it means that you couldn't organise something really simple. So it just means you're really crap at organising things. Who, who was, whose plan was it to, to um, whose plan was it to have uh, a piss-up in the library? What a, what a stupid idea. You couldn't organise a piss-up in a brewery. Not a very good example. You couldn't organise a, a piss-up in a brewery. So yeah, just someone who couldn't, who's rubbish at organising something. Okay, I'm flying through these fairly quickly. Um, You will find this list um, on teacherluke.co.uk, of course, so you can go through it and uh, read it at your leisure. Um, Where am I in terms of time? Oh, that's 30 minutes. Doesn't time fly? It really does. Time flies when you're having fun. Are you keeping up with all of these um, bits of slang? That was piss poor. That was a piss poor excuse, for example. You couldn't organise a piss up in a brewery. And of course, the word pissed. Oh, I'm feeling a bit pissed. Now, watch out if you speak American English here, because in America, um, to to feel pissed or to be pissed means to be angry. Um, In English, you would say to be pissed off. Okay, I'm so pissed off with my bank, for example, meaning I'm really angry. I'm just feeling so pissed off right now means I'm really annoyed or angry. In America, they would say, "I'm I'm feeling so pissed, which means I'm really angry. Okay, but in English, if you feel pissed, it means you feel drunk. Okay, so if you know you meet an American friend who says, oh, "I'm just so pissed right now," and you said, "Really, you seem all right." Um, so watch out. Pissed in England means drunk. Pissed in the USA means annoyed or angry. Pissed off in England means annoyed or angry. I don't think they really say pissed off in the USA. Okay, stop pissing around, will you, and get on with it. So pissing around means messing around, fooling around, faffing about. Stop pissing around and get on with it. It's not very polite, that phrase. Obviously, the word piss is a bit rude. It's not the rudest. It's a little bit rude. So if you tell someone to stop pissing around, it means you're a bit angry with them because they're wasting time. They're not really doing what they should be doing. Uh, They're fooling around. They're faffing about. They're messing about. Stop pissing around and get on with it, meaning stop messing around and do, you know, start doing what you should be doing. Okay, here's another word for being drunk. I told you this list was full of uh, drinking-related words. If you're absolutely plastered, 
It means you're really drunk. It means that you've had too much to drink. Okay, I'm totally plastered. He, look at him, look at him, he's absolutely plastered. Look at him, he's going to fall over, for example. Okay, it's nothing to do with being covered in plaster. Um, what's, what's plaster? Well, okay, a plaster, like the countable noun version of the word plaster, is what they call a band-aid in America. So if you cut yourself, you put on a plaster to cover the, the cut. Um, in America, that's called a band-aid. All right, that's the countable noun version. There's also an uncountable noun version, which is the word plaster. And that's what you put on a wall when you're decorating a house. So if you have, imagine, a brick wall, you would cover that with a sort of... What is it? What is it? It's a sort of... Uh, it's like a brown stuff that you mix with a little bit of water, and it creates a sort of stone, like a... Uh, stone. First of all, it's wet, and then you... Uh, it's like sort of... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's like a paste, but it, it hardens into a stone, and it's brown, and you cover walls with it. And then once it's once you've plastered the wall, you can then paint it or, or put wallpaper on it. So that's plaster. So the word to, to be plastered is actually nothing to do with having a coat of plaster uh, on you. It doesn't mean that you're covered in plaster. No. All right. Are you okay? You're not getting too confused at that point? If you get confused, just never mind. Hold on. Keep listening because, um, you know, we can just move on to the next word. All right. Oh, you plonker. You plonker. Uh, a plonker is, a, is basically an idiot. A knob. Okay. You plonker. It's just a, an idiot. Stupid fool. You stupid plonker. All right, there you go, plonker. The next word is the word that you should definitely know. This is a word that everyone should know. It's the word posh. Posh, and it's basically high class. Okay, uh, high class. Uh, so if you, you know, if 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 you're a little bit posh, you might hang around. Oh yeah, yeah, you know. Um, well, uh, I'll yes. Yeah, so let let's go. Let's go to Chelsea and. Uh, uh, Okay, so someone's posh, they are high class, probably quite rich, they probably went to a very exclusive school, uh, they might live in Chelsea or um, even Knightsbridge or somewhere like that in London. Um, Kate Middleton is very posh, she speaks with that upper class accent. Uh, the royal family, of course, are extremely posh. Um, so posh can be negative or positive. Um, for example, oh, this restaurant's a bit posh, isn't it? Meaning this is like a really classy restaurant. Oh, that's a bit posh. You know, oh, you're looking very posh, meaning you're dressed nicely, dressed nice and smartly. Um, okay, but it also can be a bit negative. No, oh, I don't like this area. It's a bit posh, isn't it? Meaning uh, it's a bit too upper class. So posh people in the UK, a lot of people hate posh people because they go around being very, uh, um, what's the word? They have a lot of privilege. Um, for example, the the uh, the prime minister is is quite posh. David Cameron, he's a member of the Conservative Party. He also uh, went to a, a exclusive uh, public school, and when I say public school, I mean private school. It's a bit confusing that uh, he went to I think Eton School, and uh, he comes from a very privileged and upper class uh, background. And as a result, many people say that he doesn't really understand the difficulties that most normal people face um so many people say oh he's a posh he's a bit of a posh twat so posh can be positive or negative right let's move on to the next word pucker that's absolutely pucker that is 
Now, if you know Jamie Oliver, the chef, Jamie Oliver speaks in a sort of Cockney um, dialect. He's not really Cockney. I think he's from Essex. Um, so he's a bit Cockney, but maybe he's sort of a bit of a fake Cockney or a Mockney. But anyway, that's something that Jamie Oliver says all the time. Yeah, so what are you going to do, right? You get the potatoes, cut them in half, um, just drizzle, drizzle a bit of olive oil over it, stick it in the oven, pucker. Meaning, fantastic, excellent, super smashing, great. That's pucker, that is. It's a bit of Cockney slang, meaning really good. Okay, pucker. All right. Um, all right, here's another one. Pull. To pull. Now, obviously, we know what pull means. You know, you might pull a rope or pull a string, for example. But if you go out on the pull or you're trying to pull, it means you're trying to seduce someone. So as a man, for me, I would try and pull a fit bird, meaning I'd try and pull a girl who I think is really attractive. And if you pull someone, it means that you manage to, what, seduce her. Like you might go to bed with her or get off with her, something like that. And if you go out on the pull, similarly, you go out on the piss. You can also go out on the pull. It means you go out looking for women, okay? And it also works the other way around. Ladies might also be out on the pull, okay? Maybe a bit more subtly than blokes. Uh, blokes tend to be a bit more obvious about it. All right, darling. <laughs> um, for example... Girls might go out on the pool just by flirting or wearing certain clothing. Um, so anyway, to go out on the pool. In French, they say drag, okay? Drag. So in England, you pull a girl. In, Amer in, in America, in France, you drag a girl, which to me sounds a little bit, almost a bit criminal. I mean, if you have to drag a girl, either it means that she doesn't really want to come with you, or it means that she's unconscious and you're literally dragging her along the floor, right? Sounds a little bit rapey to me. Um, so anyway, in England, to pull someone. Um, next one, put a sock in it. Put a sock in it, will you? It's just a way of telling someone to shut up. I'll put a sock in it. I think it comes from the old days when people used gramophones to play music. You know, an old gramophone record player. And it had like a big horn you know, like a, a horn that would broadcast the sound. And if you wanted to reduce the volume of it, you would literally put a sock inside the horn, inside the... It wasn't a speaker. It was like a, a an old-fashioned-looking horn thing that would help to broadcast the sound. If you wanted to reduce the sound, you would literally put a sock inside the horn, and that would muffle the volume, okay? So now we say, put a sock in it, meaning shut up or be quiet. Yeah. Um, quid. I've only got five quid in my wallet. How much is it? It's five quid. So, quid. A quid is a pound. Okay? A quid. Um, all right, so five quid means five pounds. Um, so, we also have things like a fiver. A fiver means a five-pound note, and a tenner is a ten-pound note. But we don't say a twentier or a fiftier. Just say a twenty or a fifty. But a fiver means five quid. And a tenner is ten quid, and quid means pounds. Okay? One quid, five quid. It doesn't have a plural form. It's just quid. One quid, two quid, three quid, four quid, five quid. Okay? Right. Good. Let's move on to the next one. And another one that means drunk. Here's another one that means drunk. Um, sorry if you're not a drinker, but um, it seems that there's a lot of drinking that happens in the UK. Uh, I'm absolutely rat-arsed. 
It just means you're really drunk, you're sloshed, you're plastered. Um, we had, what, plastered? We had, uh, what else do we have? To go out on the piss. So if you're rat-arsed, it means you're really drunk. Okay, fine. And you might say, I'm, I'm, I'm right knackered. I'm right knackered, me. Knackered, you know, it means really tired. But if you put the word right in front of it, it means very. I'm right knackered, me. It doesn't just go with the word knackered. I'm right, oh, I'm, I'm right chuffed, I am. I'm right chuffed. Chuffed means delighted, like very happy. If you're right chuffed, it means you're really happy. Oh, I'm right knackered. I think that's a sort of northern thing. Just seems to me to be a bit of a northern thing. Um, right, now, if you go to the pub, you might uh, hear someone saying, it's your round. It's your round. If it's your round, it means it's your turn to buy the drinks. So in England, generally, when you go out to the pub socialising, you buy drinks in rounds. And that means you buy a drink for everyone in your group. And then when you, when it's your round, yeah, you have to buy everyone a drink. And then uh, then it's someone else's round after that. Okay? So you have to make sure that you buy a round. You're not just buying a drink for yourself. Okay? Whose round is it, for example? Okay? All right. Um... Right, oh, I had a bit of a row with my girlfriend. There's the next one. A row. R-O-W, a row. To have a row with someone means to have an argument, okay? Like you might hear your mum and dad having a bit of a row. Or I heard the neighbours rowing last night so loud I had to tell them to be quiet. Excuse me, can you put a sock in it, please? (laughs) For example, I wouldn't shout, can you put a sock in it? I might say something like, you know, knock on the door. Look, I'm very sorry, but can you keep it down, please? Uh, For example, to row means to argue. To have a row means to have an argument. Okay. Um, Right, here's a fairly obvious one, but it's worth pointing out. Rubbish. Rubbish. Now, we know rubbish means bad. That That was a rubbish joke. You call that a joke? That was absolutely rubbish. That was piss poor. Um, but also, you know, just the original meaning of the word rubbish is like stuff that you put in the bin. Okay. Now let's make a contrast between American and British English. In America, they talk about trash or garbage and you put trash or garbage in the trash can, right? In Britain, you have rubbish and you put it in the rubbish bin. Now, if someone drops rubbish onto the floor in a public place, that is litter. Okay. So we've got litter, which is rubbish that's thrown on the floor. You might want to pick it up and put it into a litter bin. And then you've got rubbish, which is just, you know, trash, basically. All right? Good. Next, am I going to get through this whole list in this episode? That would be nice, wouldn't it? That's what I'm going to try and do. We're nearly on 45 minutes. I'm going to see if I can deal with the entire list. And, oh, there's quite a lot more. Okay, I'm going to pick up the pace a little bit. Um, Sack. To get the sack or to get sacked, uh, that means you got fired. You got dismissed from your job. Okay? All right, to sack someone or to get sacked means to get fired. Okay, it's like, oh, what's the matter with you? You seem a bit depressed. I got sacked. Oh, really? Oh, mate, sorry about that. Look, let's go down the pub. I'll buy you a pint. Okay, I got sacked or I got the sack as well, you can say. I got the sack. Okay, now it's different from being made redundant. If you get made redundant or if you get laid off, that means that the company had to, um, like, get rid of you because they couldn't afford to keep you anymore. But if you get sacked, it means that you did something wrong and then you got fired, okay? So you've got to get sacked, to get fired, and it means to be dismissed because you did something wrong. 
Then you've got uh, to be made redundant or to be laid off. And that means that the company can't afford to keep you any longer. They're downsizing, they're reducing their workforce. And some people just have to go for economic reasons to get uh, made redundant, uh, to get laid off. Okay, here's another word. Uh, sad. Oh, you, that, you, you know, oh, that's, just, that's just really sad, isn't it? It's a bit sad, really. Now, sad, of course, means unhappy. But we also use the word sad to mean like uncool. Like, not cool, bit pathetic. Oh, you sad bastard. For example, you pathetic guy. You know, like, staying in all, staying indoors all, all weekend playing computer games, it's a bit sad, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit geeky, it's a bit sad. So it means bit pathetic. Um, okay. Um, safe. Here's another one. Safe. Safe, man, means really, that means good or cool. Safe. Um... Ah, oh, safe. <laughs> Just means good. Safe. He's a safe guy. He's a safe guy. No. Sound is the other one. Sound means means safe, means good, means cool. And then also we've got sick, man. Oh, that was sick. And uh, despite what you might think, if something is sick, it means it was really good. Like, um, oh, that film was sick. Or if you're, you know, skateboarding. Um, and someone does an amazing trick, you'd say, oh, that was sick, meaning that was really good. Okay. Next word is the word shag. To shag someone means to have sex with someone, okay? Now, there's a there's an Austin Powers movie, which is called, um, I believe it's called Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Have you ever seen it? I think it's the, is it the third? No, it's the second Austin Powers movie. Um, and Austin Powers is a British character played by an, uh, a Canadian actor. But um, he's, he uses lots of Britishisms. And shag is to have sex with someone. Um, okay. Um, yeah, shagging. I, yeah. I heard my neighbours shagging last night. It was really embarrassing. Um, yeah. It, it makes a change because normally they're just having rows with each other. But last night I think they made up with each other because they were, they were shagging really loudly. It was really embarrassing. Um, shagged. I'm absolutely shagged out means tired or knackered. Oh, they've stopped. They must be all shagged out, meaning tired. Um, all right. That was an absolute shambles. My lesson this morning was an absolute shambles. That means it was a real mess. It was completely disorganised mess. It was completely chaotic. My English class this morning was just, just an absolute shambles. Um, I couldn't I couldn't get myself together. It was a total disaster. I had a plan, but it all went uh, pear-shaped. It was a complete shambles. Okay, it just means it was a complete, uh, completely disorganised mess. All right, a shambles. He's an absolute shambles. Means he's, he's completely disorganised. Shambolic is uh, the, the uh, adjective. Uh, how was your lesson this morning? Oh, it was a bit shambolic, to be honest. I had a lesson plan, but it just um, it just all went a bit pear shaped, and um, I don't know what it was, but the, you know my students just didn't seem to listen to me, and uh, everyone was talking over the top of each other, and I forgot my you know lesson aims. It was a bit of a shambles. Okay, it was a bit shambolic. Okay, there you go. Don't get shirty with me young man. Don't get shirty with me. It's like a way of saying, if someone is getting shirty with you, it means they're getting bad-tempered. All right? So, um, you know, you might get a bit shirty in the morning. It's like, oh, I don't want to go to school. Don't get shirty with me, young lad. 
All right. Okay. Um, if you listen to my swearing episode some time ago, then you will remember the word shite, which is just another way of saying shit. Okay. It's slightly less rude. That was absolutely shite. It's a load of shite. Means it's a load of shit. Okay. All right. You're going to remember these, aren't you? Don't forget, teacherluke.co.uk, find this episode. You can find the list there and peruse it at your leisure. I'm absolutely shit-faced. There's another one that means drunk. And uh, what did we have before? Plastered. I'm absolutely plastered. I'm absolutely rat-arsed. I'm absolutely shit-faced. Means I'm really drunk. Okay. They went out on the piss all night. He came back. He was absolutely shit-faced. You should have seen him. He was a total shambles. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, look at that picture on the wall. Is that a bit? Does it seem a bit skew whiff to to you? Is that picture a bit skew whiff? Are those shelves a bit skew whiff? Skew whiff. S k e w, w h i double f. Skew whiff. It means not completely straight, like a bit crooked. Okay. Like a picture on a wall might not be completely straight or the shelves that you've just put up they might be a bit skew whiff just means that they're not completely straight they're a bit crooked all right skiving one thing i can't stand is when my students skive off to skive off means to avoid doing any work it could mean avoiding going to a class altogether uh the teacher caught us skiving we were hanging around outside the back of the the bike shed, smoking, skiving off from our classes. To skive off means to uh, avoid doing work or to avoid going to class. Um, so, you know, when you're a kid, you might skive off school. Um, so you might, you know, like skive off and go in the park and smoke cigarettes or something if you're a bad kid. Um, I think everyone does a little bit of skiving. That's, you know, when, even at work nowadays as an adult, you might skive off a little bit. Yeah, I'm just uh, just completing the report. Really? You're completing a report on Facebook? Um, yeah, I was just doing some research on Facebook. You were skiving off, weren't you? Get back to work, for example. Um, all right. The next word is slag. A slag. Okay. Now, we've got two meanings here. One, A slag is um, a... a a, uh, a slut, mm-hmm. a slut, a girl who likes to, you know, sleep with a number of different men. It's like, um, oh, she's a right slag. Means that she's promiscuous, right? So if a girl is a slag, it means that she's promiscu- promiscuous. She sleeps around. She's a bit of a slut. Okay, um, but we also have the verb to slag someone off. Don't slag me off. I heard you slagging him off. To slag someone off but basically means to sort of criticise someone in a nasty way, to badmouth someone. Look, if you're going to slag me off, at least do it in front of my face. Don't slag me off, in, don't slag me off behind my back. All right. Okay. Next one is um, a slapper. All right, we've had a slag, a girl who's a bit loose. She puts it about a bit. Um, she's easy. Um, she's a, a, a slag. She's... Uh, uh, promiscuous. Another word, same thing. A slapper. She's a bit of a slapper. She's a, she's such a slapper. Means that uh, she is promiscuous. So you're learning all the rude slang in this episode, aren't you, ladies and gentlemen? Yes, you are. Um, right now, if you're out on the piss, if you're in the pub drinking lager, sort of beer, 
you might say to your you might say to your friends hold on a minute i've got to go for a slash i've just got to have a slash or go for a slash it means you've got to go to urinate that's right you've got to go and take a piss or have a piss i've got to go and have a slash all right go and have a slash I'm just going to go to the to the gents for a slash okay now i never promised that this episode would be uh very sort of classy and sophisticated did i no this is an episode about slang so you get what you paid for not not that you're paying anything because this is a free podcast um right so next one is the word smeg oh smeg now this is a slightly disgusting word oh my god do i have to explain this word i've just realized i'm gonna have to explain what this is oh my god really now if you know the tv show red dwarf Red Dwarf is a really great British comedy. It's a science fiction comedy. And one of the characters in it always uses the word smeg. And it's like when something bad happens, he goes, oh, smeg. Uh, smeg in L as well. Uh, meaning that's really bad. Oh, my God. Uh, but what is smeg? Well, smeg is smegma. Uh, Right, I'm going to give like a medical definition for it. And if you don't catch it, then you, you're going to need to just Google this word. So, uh, smegma is a sebaceous secretion from under the foreskin. That's enough of that. Now, if you want to find out more about smegma, uh, Google it. But don't do a Google image search, okay? Men only are able to experience smeg. They're the only ones who have it. Women don't have it generally, I think. So smeg is something that a man might find under his foreskin. All right, if you've got foreskin, that is. All right, I'm not going to dwell on that word any longer. As I said, you can Google it, but don't do a Google image search. That would be a very bad idea. Smeg is also the name of a, a very high-quality brand of um, refrigerators. They make excellent refrigerators. But in terms of slang, the word smeg means something disgusting, and it's a way of just sort of saying, oh, shit, oh, smeg particularly common in that tv show red dwarf um snog to snog someone if you snog someone it means you get off with them so if you go out on the pull and you manage to pull a girl you might snog her or get off with her it basically means to french kiss it's like you know to kish ki kish to kish i don't know what that is to kiss uh passionately involving the tongue you know what i mean in america they call it making out uh, so there you go. In, in in English, it's to snog someone. Um, oh yeah, that she's such a slapper. I saw her snogging someone at the party, for example. All right, uh, fine. Um, let's have the uh, let's have the next one, which is sorted. Absolutely sorted. Don't worry, I've got it sorted. Yeah, I've sorted it. Don't worry. Okay. Um, so to get something sorted or to sort something out, or if, if something is sorted, it means it's fixed. You've got no problems. Everything's fixed, basically. So if you have a problem and you, and then the problem is sorted, it means that it's, it's fixed. Okay. So to solve or fix a problem, it's sorted. Don't worry. Don't worry, mate. I've sorted it out. To sort something out as well is a phrasal verb, but sometimes you can just say, don't worry. It's sorted. Sorted means that we're we fixed a problem. Oh, that's sound, mate. Sound. Sound means really good. So we've had safe, sound, nice one. Sound. He's a sound. He's a really sound bloke. Means he's a really good man. Sound. All right. 
spend a penny. Hmm. This is a slightly old-fashioned expression, which means to take a, take a piss or have a slash. I'm just going to pop to the water closet in order to spend a penny. It's a slightly old-fashioned expression, but it is, does still exist. Spend a penny means go and uh, urinate, okay? Right. Oh, I just got paid! I got paid today! You know what I'm going to do tomorrow? I'm going to go out shopping. I'm going to splash out. I'm going to splash out on a new mobile phone. I'm going to get myself an iPhone 7Z. Uh, the latest iPhone. I'm going to splash out on a new smartphone. just means you're going to spend a lot of money on something. Okay, you're going to splash out on a new car. You're going to splash out on a good meal in a good restaurant. So to splash out means to spend a lot of money on something. Right, it's usually a sort of fun thing to do. You might regret it later. Um, All right, here's an adjective that you might not know. Squidgy. Squidgy. If something's squidgy, it's kind of soft and... uh, uh, It's difficult to explain. Something squidgy. Okay, imagine that you bought a chocolate bar and you put it in your back pocket and then you forgot about it. How could you do that? I don't know. But let's imagine you bought a chocolate bar, you put it in your back pocket and you forgot you forgot about it and you went to the cinema and you sat on it all evening in the cinema and then on the, on your way home you realise, oh, I've got a chocolate bar in my, in my back pocket and you go into the back pocket and you get the Mars bar but it's all squidgy. It's all kind of, it's all gone squidgy. Squidgy there means sort of soft. Okay, it's a bit squidgy. What else could we describe as squidgy? Uh, it's all squidgy. Um, like if you if you go to a music festival and it's raining a lot and there's like mud everywhere and it's all squidgy. Oh, all this mud, it's all squidgy. This mud. All right, there you go, squidgy. Um, yeah. Oh, he's in a bit of a strop, isn't he? This morning, he's a bit shirty. This morning, he's in, he's in a proper strop. He's in a right strop today. If you're in a strop, it means you're in a bad mood. Okay, you might be sulking, like, oh, God, I can't stand this. But you're in a right strop today, aren't you? Meaning you're in a really bad mood. Someone might feel stroppy. Don't be so stroppy, okay? Right, meaning don't be in such a bad mood. Teenagers are often stroppy. I don't want to. Oh, God, so unfair. Don't be so stroppy, for example. Okay. Now, we had the phrase before, which was to avoid school, skive, to skive off. Now, if, you, if you're a good student, on the other hand, you might do a lot of swatting or to swat up on something. Swatting means to study hard. You might think of someone like uh, Hermione from the uh, Harry Potter series. She's a, she's a bit of a swat. If someone is a swat, it means they're, they're a student who works very hard. And if you swat up on something, it means that you study on you study something hard. Or just to swat means to study hard. I've been up, you know, uh, I spent the entire weekend swatting. Okay, it's like, oh, you, it's a bit sad, isn't it? Well, you want to pass the exam. Yeah. Uh, okay, swatting. Okay. Um, excuse me, can you just, uh, can you give me a biscuit? There you go. Tar. What was that? Tar. All right. Can I borrow your lighter? There you go, mate. Tar. Tar. Well, tar basically means thanks. Did you know that? Did you know that, ladies and gentlemen? Um, and that's not rare, okay? That's not a rare word. People say tar a lot, and it means thanks, tar. Could you, um, could you just close the window for me? 
tar. All right, tar means thanks. T-A, tar. All right, are you taking the mickey? Are you taking the piss? So taking the mickey or taking the piss means making fun of someone. Ah, oh, you're taking the mickey out of me, aren't you? Meaning you're making fun of me. So can you stop taking the piss? All right, for example, to make fun of someone. Now in, in England, in, in the UK, we quite like to take the piss or take the mickey out of our friends. We like to do that. We like to tease our friends and mock each other. We love taking the piss out of each other. I'm only taking the piss. It's all right. I'm, not, I'm just joking. Take the piss. Um, I think in America, uh, it's less common, but I'm, I can't be sure about that. But certainly in the UK, people love to take the piss out of each other. It doesn't mean that you're extracting urine from someone. No, that's ridiculous. I don't know why we say take the piss, but we do. It just means to make fun of someone. Okay. All right. Oh, don't be such a tosser. You tosser. A tosser is basically an idiot, a, 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 a fool, a twat. Don't be such a tosser. Now, it's a little bit rude because the other word for this, the, the, a word that means the same thing, is much ruder. And that word is, do you know the word I mean? D- begins with a W. You stupid wanker. You wanker. A wanker is, that's quite a rude word. Um, not Not the rudest, but certainly rude. If someone's a wanker, it means that they're just an idiot, a loser, basically. Uh, But uh, a tosser, you stupid tosser. Tosser, wanker, what does that actually mean? To wank means to masturbate. Yes, it does. Um, It means to masturbate, to, uh, you know, pleasure yourself um, in your uh, private region. Okay, to wank is to pleasure yourself. Sorry this is rude, but, you know, you knew what to expect, didn't you? I think you did. And some of you out there are going, yes, finally, Luke's doing the rest of that slang series that we've been waiting for. And this is where he kind of uh, throws lots of rude words at us. Brilliant. We've been going for an hour. Um, Let's see if I can finish this off, you stupid tosser. Okay, you twat. So if someone's a twat, it's it's another way of saying that they're a a dickhead, a tosser, a wanker, a twat. Now be careful because the word twat is also a little bit rude. Not that rude, but it's it's pretty rude. Uh, you, I don't think you could say it on the BBC in the middle of the day. A twat is, as I said, an idiot or a, a dickhead. But the real meaning of the word twat is a, a, a woman's um, private part. Yes. Okay. So for a man, you got a man's dick or his cock. Uh, for a woman, it's a it's her twat. Yeah. All right. Very rude word, really. Uh, it's not as rude as the c word which is clearly the rudest word that we have, but it means the same thing. You know the C word, don't you? If you don't know what I mean by the C word, then you need to go back to the swearing episode. Uh, Which episode is the swearing episode? Let's just have a quick look in the archives, just so you know where to find it if you want to, and I do suggest that you do that. Go and check out the, um, the, the episode called How to Swear in British English. And uh, it's episode 83, How to Swear in British English. If you love the swear words, then you must go back and check that one out. It was um, my brother and me going through all of the rudest words in the English language. And certainly the C word is at number one in that list, I believe. Um, Okay, so you stupid twat. All right. Um, um, Okay, what else? Wacky backy. There's another one. Wacky backy. Now, I should do an episode all about this subject, but th- this is not the most common 
To be honest with you, this is not the most common word for this. Wacky-backy means um, uh, marijuana, cannabis, weed, ganja, um, wacky-backy. Backy meaning tobacco, wacky meaning crazy. Wacky-backy. To be honest, no one really. Why did I include that in the list? I don't know why I put that in the list, because no one really says wacky-backy. I mean, people would understand what you mean when you said it, but it's not very current. Um, Wacky-backy. So, anyway, it just means um, pot, marijuana, weed, cannabis. Uh, Maybe I should do an episode of Luke's English Podcast all about drugs. Uh, I've been thinking about that for some time. I know it's quite a controversial issue, but it's a subject that I haven't dealt with yet on the podcast. Um, I think it could be quite interesting to look at the language related to drugs. Obviously, drugs, you know, is a serious subject, and I'm sure that people in many countries listening to this take a very serious stance on drugs. Certainly in the law in many places, like, for example, in Indonesia, they've got very strict laws about uh, drugs. Uh, And in some countries... Um, basically, there's there's not very much education about drugs. But in the UK, we have all sorts of drug education, and most people are fairly clued up about drugs. So it, it could be quite a good idea, I think, to um, to do an episode all about drugs, don't you think? If you're interested in uh, an episode about drugs, or just at least an episode about um, marijuana or something being the most commonly used drug, let me know. Leave a comment just saying, I'd like to hear an episode about drugs. Teach us all the words for different types of drugs, Luke. That would be really interesting and useful. I'm not advocating drug use, okay? Um, I'm not advocating it. I'm just saying that it might be useful to look at some of the language to describe it, don't you think? Okay, if you're interested in that, let me know. You know what to do. Leave a comment, teacherluke.co.uk. All right. Now, I'm waffling. I, I do a lot of waffling on Luke's English podcast. Another word for that is rambling. And this is, in fact, the next item in the list. To waffle means to talk on and on and on without really sort of making much, uh, without really being organised, sort of talking in a slightly disorganised way. Rambling, waffling. Okay, I do a lot of waffling on Luke's English podcast, but that's what I do. That's my thing, isn't it? And I'm really, I'm not just waffling. I'm also, uh, I'm also presenting language to you, aren't I? Yes, I am. Okay, next word, wank. We've dealt with it already. We've done it already. A wanker, remember, is a tosser. So to wank is the verb that is used to describe the action of wanking. Uh, to wank is uh, to uh, to masturbate. And there's the word wanker as well in the list. All right, we'll skip forward because I've already explained that one. We're, I can see the end of this list. Uh, here's another one. Watcher. Watcher. Which is just a way of saying hi. I think it means what do you do? Watcher means hi. So if someone says watcher to you, it means hi. It's a bit like saying all right. Okay. Um, another word. We've had we've had the uh, expression to go for a slash, meaning to go for a pee, go for a wee, to urinate. You could also go for a waz as well. A waz is a, uh, a piss, okay? I'm just going to go and have a waz. Right? Okay, go and have a waz. Um, okay, all right. Next one. Well. Well, now we had the word right earlier on. I'm right exhausted. And well can mean, uh, is, is a way of saying very, okay, or really, okay? Like, for example, he's wellard. He's a wellard geezer. A wellard geezer is uh, someone who's like really hard, meaning really tough. Um, oh, it was well difficult. 
That exam was well difficult. That means it was really difficult. Okay. Well good. That was well good. And it sounds very slangy, that does. I'm well chuffed, meaning I'm very, very, very pleased. Okay. Now that's sort of grammatically wrong, but people say it. I'm well I'm well excited about this game, for example. I'm well up for it means I'm really up for it, meaning I'm really enthusiastic about it. Okay? She's well fit. She is well fit means that she's really good looking. Okay. Ah, oh, stop whinging, will you? Whinging means complaining or whining. Okay. He's so boring. All he ever does is just whinge about everything. Oh, my job's so boring. I really can't stand it. Oh, the weather's so bad. Oh, just stop whinging, will you, for one second. To whinge means to moan or to whine, to complain, basically. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight more words. All right. That was wicked, man. That was well wicked. Wicked means really good. Okay. All right. That was absolutely wicked. That that means that was really, really good. That was well wicked. All right. Um, what's your willy? A willy, if, you're, if you talk about your willy, it means you're talking about your penis. All right. Um, willy. But it's kind of like a, the word you could use around children. If you don't want to say the word dick or cock or some other rude word, uh, you know, schlong or, or something else. Uh, penis. Uh, you could say the word willy. Okay. Why would you? Why would you talk about the word willy in front of kids? Why would you be doing that? I don't know what you do, listeners to this podcast. I don't know what you do in your free time. Maybe you do hang around with children talking about willies. I don't know. But anyway, um, there you go. It's just another word for a penis. All right. This is a. Are you winding me up? Which is like, are you make, are you fooling me? Are you trying to fool me or making make fun of me? This has got to be a wind-up. Oh, this has got to be a wind-up. Meaning this has got to be a joke. Like something that's done with the intention of making fun of someone. Oh, this has got to be a wind-up. You've got to be kidding me. All right. This has to be a wind-up. Okay. Um, all right. There we go. A wind-up. To wind someone up. Um, wonky. What did we have before? We had uh, skew whiff, didn't we? But you can also say wonky, meaning not completely straight. Um, I've got a really bad joke for you. Do you want to hear my really, really bad joke? Well, I don't know if you want to hear it or not. You're going to hear it anyway. Okay, don't repeat this joke because it's completely rubbish. Um, Wonky. So what do you call uh, a donkey with three legs? A wonky. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here all week. I'm an award winner. Thank you. Wonky just means it's unsta- un- un- unstable, not completely straight. For example, if you go to the pub and uh, you sit down at the table, but the table's a bit wonky, meaning it's shaky or un- unstable. You need to put some paper underneath one of the legs of the table to keep it, uh, to keep it level. Like this chair's a bit wonky. Can I just let me just get another chair? This one's a bit wonky. Okay. All right. How about this one? God, I haven't seen you for yonks. It's been yonks since I. It's been yonks since I did an episode uh, about British slang, hasn't it? It's been absolutely yonks. So yonks just means ages. 
or a very long time. I think I said that right at the beginning of this episode. It's been yonks since I did one of these episodes. So yonks just means a long, long, long time. And um, last word. Now, I, I did have to do A to Z, so I needed to put a Z word in there. And this the uh, this is is this is actually the word Z. Um, the, the word Z is actually used... Um, when we use the word Z, oh yeah, so it's just the last letter of the alphabet, that's it. In America they call it Z, and in the UK we call it Z, okay? Except in some cases, like, you know, like Jay-Z, we call him Jay-Z, we don't call him Jay-Z. We could, we could call him Jay-Z, I think that would be quite good. Imagine if Jay-Z arrived in London, you know, and you say, ah, Mr. Um, Mr. Z, it's very nice to, to, to have you here in London. Uh, everyone, this is this is JZ from America. No, and it's not ZZ Top. No, it's ZZ Top, and it's it's World War Z, not World War Z. The the movie. All right, there you go. Now I've got a couple of extras here that I added to this list at the last minute, and this is the word bear. Uh oh man, your mum is bear rough. All right, now bear B A R E means really or a lot. So if you say your mum's bear rough, then rough means like really unattractive or ugly. Your mum is bear rough. That's like quite up-to-date slang, sort of South London kind of slang. Bear, I know bear man's in it. No, you could be forgiven for not understanding that. I know bear man's in it. Um, So bear means a lot or really. So, I know bear mans is a slang way of saying I know a lot of people. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, it's like, don't talk to me like that. I know bear mans in it, meaning I know lots of people and we will come and get you. And then uh, the last word there was in it. And I think we've dealt with in it before, maybe in the Ali G podcast episode that I did. In it just means isn't it, hasn't it, aren't you, aren't I, aren't they, aren't we, haven't we, hasn't it. You know, all of those um, all of those question tags can just be rela- uh, replaced with the word in it. All right? Okay, so in it. It's quite convenient, that, but it's really considered to be bad usage. So you shouldn't start saying in it. You might think, oh, what, I don't need to worry about, like, hasn't hasn't it and didn't we and weren't they? And I can just say in it? Well, yeah, people do, but you shouldn't really say it. I haven't done my homework in it. Um, and, um, like, it's really cold today, in it. And uh, I didn't I didn't see her in it. Okay. Right, I think I'm just going to play you one little bit of audio at the end of this episode. Now, if you've made it all the way through to the end of this, well done to you. Good job, as they would say in America, or nice one. Um, If you got through to the end, then congratulations. You won't mind listening for a little bit longer. I just suddenly thought of a little bit of comedy by a great comedian, a British comedian called Paul Chowdhury, who, um, I think his parents are Indian, He's sort of like a British Indian stand-up comedian. And he's absolutely brilliant. Um, he does like lots of um, accents and things. Um, and uh, I really, really like a, a, a routine that he did um, in which he uses... He sort of makes fun of the way that some young people in England speak. Okay, And he starts by talking about the way in which someone came up to him and, and said to him, Can I ask you something? Can I ask you something? Now, to now the word "arcs" 
is actually the word ask. But it seems like some sort of youth in London, they can't say ask and they say arcs, which is a bit weird, isn't it? Can I ask you something? It's like, no, you can ask me something if you like. Um, and this is, so this is Paul Chowdhury just making fun of uh, slang and uh, specifically the, the expression arcs. Can I ask you something? And uh, uh, I know bear man's in it, right? In it. And also, I think he makes fun of the expression, I'm going to blade you. I'll blade you, which basically means I'm going to stab you. A blade is, a, is an, you know, the sharp part of a knife. I'll blade you in it, um, mean, meaning I'll stab you. All right, let's have a listen to Paul Chowdhury uh, making fun of taking the mickey out of some slang. And then that'll be the end of this episode. Okay. Have you ever get to a conversation with someone in English, right, and you try not to be racist, but you still don't understand what they're saying? <laughs> Apart from him. <laughs> Some kid wanted to ask me something. <laughs> what the fuck is an ox? <laughs> is this a word now? It's like, blood, let me ask you something. Let me fucking ask you something in the air. I want to ask you something in the air. <laughs> you want to what? I want to ask you something, man. Let me fucking ask you something in the air. You can't ask me anything, mate. It's not even a word. <laughs> nah, man, I want to ask you something in the air. White kid as well. This is what I didn't understand, right? <laughs> didn't know if he was black or Asian. He didn't know what was going on, yeah? So I want to ask you something there. I just want to ask you something in it. <laughs> in what? We're outside you with you. Now listen, at the end of the day, yeah, at the end of what day? It's half past five. What am I supposed to do? Come back at 11.59 and finish off this conversation? No, man, I want to ask you something, yeah? Let me ask you. What's the matter with your arm and leg? Why have you got to move half of your body when you speak? Have you just had a stroke halfway through this conversation? They don't like that. He goes to me, don't fuck about, man. I know bare man's in it. <laughs> what? That's not even a sentence in English language. You need subtitles when you speak to these people. I know bare man's in it. What is that? Are men dressed as bears going to turn up? At the teddy bear's picnic? Someone get him a consonant or a vowel, please, Carol. <laughs> this isn't countdown. Don't oh, fuck about, man, yeah? I'll shoot you up in it. I'll blade you. What? I'll blade. What do you mean you'll blade me? You can't blade me. You can stab me by all means. You can't blade me. What are you going to do? Shave my legs with a big razor? Give me a bikini wax? Last one, ask, ask me. Ask. Oh, A-S-K, not A-K-S. It turns out he was dyslexic. I didn't even... So that was Paul Chowdhury there. I've met him. He's a very funny man. Um, I emceed a gig uh, with him once at the BBC, nonetheless. I was the host of the show, emceeing. And uh, at the end of the show, uh, the main performer was uh, Mr Paul Chowdhury. And I had the pleasure of introducing him onto the stage. Uh, had a little drink with him afterwards. Very nice guy, indeed. There you go, just name-dropping a little bit. 
But Paul's great, and he's on TV in the UK all the time now. He's one of the funniest guys in the country, um, and um, he's brilliant. He went to India as well recently and did a big uh, comedy show um, in, uh, I think it was in Delhi. They've got the comedy store there as well now. Not just the comedy store in London, but they've got one in India. Stand-up comedy is going international. Um, you must check it out. That's the end of this episode. I hope that you've um, both enjoyed and managed to keep up with all of the slang in this particular one. I hope you didn't find it to be too rude or anything like that. I hope not. Um, and so just leave your comments at teacherluke.co.uk. Tell your friends about Luke's English Podcast, won't you? Share the episodes on your Facebook and your Twitter and all your other stuff. Um, but that's it for this episode. Thanks again for listening. Speak to you again very, very soon. But for now, goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk.